On tonight's show, we have singer, songwriter, and producer, Lindsay Ray. And now, for your host, Cool Card. Hey, what up, what up, what up, y'all? It's Cool Card, episode five of Kicking with Cool Card. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Thank everybody for tuning in last week. We are back with another guest. Yes. Hey, came to bring you some more value, some more knowledge. If you are into music, if you are a musician, if you are an artist, if you are a writer, you will want to stick around. You'll want to hear what this guest has to say because she does know a lot and she does a lot and she's doing a thing. All right. So you make sure that you stick around, tune in and get a notepad because it's going to be some nuggets. It's going to be some nuggets dropped for you, okay? All right. So, we, you know, we're not going to talk too much this time. We're just going to get into it. I got Lindsay Ray. Lindsay Ray Ray Blue. Lindsay Ray. Listen, she got all types of names. <laughs> all types of identities. And we'll get into that. So, you'll see. And check her out. Lindsay! <laughs> What's happening? Oh, I'm just so happy. <laughs> You're always happy. Ever I since I've known you, I, I've known her for a while, guys. So ever since I've known this girl, all she does is laugh and smile. Happy. <laughs> I think awesome. that's why you write so well. <laughs> Certainly probably why I write happy songs. Right, which is a good thing. Which yeah. is a good thing. So where where are you in the world today? Where are you living? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, okay. Music City. Yes. Yeah, it's a big difference from New York, though, right? Big difference from New York. <laughs> big difference from. New I know it's crazy. I haven't been to New York for so long. Really? Yeah, oh. I feel like there isn't. I mean, I'm sure there's still a music scene there, but it's just. It it's seems weird. like. No, it's it's weird. Mostly LA and Nashville. It's 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 totally changed since we were out there. It's weird. It's a different vibe. Uh, if you to the radio, you it's all southern music. Yeah. Other than like you know the throwback shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you're originally from Maine, right? Yes, Maine. small town, Belfast, Maine. Yeah, yeah. And how long have you been performing? Like, where does your love for the music come from? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, it's so cheesy to say this, but it's true. It literally started from the time I was in diapers. Like, we have pictures of me holding a microphone and singing. I just, I grew up around music, so. I was always around it and I always loved it. And by the time I was in kindergarten, I knew for sure that I wanted to be a singer and I was adamant about it. So it started really early, um, but I didn't really do anything to go after it necessarily until around 13, I went and I went to LA and did this um, talent competition thing called IMTA. So that was kind of the start of it, like met with agents and stuff. And um, and then it wasn't until I started going to Double Fat in New York, where I met you at right. 16, that was really, that was the first time that I started feeling like a professional, I guess, or, or dipping my toes into being a professional. Right. So that was so, so when you went out to LA when you were at the age of 13, where, was that your decision? Is that something that you were like begging your parents to do for you? Yes. Yeah, so it was you, okay. And, and so like, I know that you, okay, so you have, you're a singer, right? Yes. Songwriter. Yes. And music producer. Yes, which is so weird, but yes. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that side of you, so that's new for me. Yeah. Now, which one 
is like, are you a writer who happens to sing and perform, or are you a singer and a performer who happens to write? Singer first, definitely. Singer first. The performer thing, I still feel weird even calling myself a performer because I don't do it that often. <laughs> okay. Uh, but when I do, here's the thing. I'm very shy, so I always think. Oh, really? Yes, and I okay. always have So I always think like, no, I, like ugh, when I used to play shows in LA, I literally would like work myself up like sick right before I was going on stage. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I hate this. <laughs> and then I get up there and I enjoy it. I always love it. It's just that, I don't know. I'm still, ugh, yeah, it's bad. I, I still am shy. So. Well, you play it off well, because I would never get that from just seeing, you know, just being around you, you're bubbly, you laugh and have a good time. And then when you're performing, it's like, it's, it's natural. And yeah. It's, you know, you don't get that from you, so. Well, that is what everybody says, so that's, I guess that's, that's good. That's being a good performer. I mean, you're entertaining, so. Well, that's true. I do, when I'm on stage, I do, I kind of like feel like an actor, I guess. And I just okay. feel like, well, oh, this is, it's too late now. The show is happening. So <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, singer first for sure. And then I didn't start writing until, I mean, I dabbled a little bit at, w in, in New York in those days working with everyone. Um, like LB sometimes would lock me in a room and be like, you're going to write this verse. And I would oh. freak. Um, but I didn't like sit down and write my own full song until I was 23. Really? Yeah. And now it's, it's like blossoming because it's, you know, you, we'll talk about that, but yeah, yeah I, I, do. I identify as a writer now, but I never, I never thought I would write. I always thought I would just be a singer and people would write songs for me and produce it for me. And really all I wanted was a record deal and to be a singer. And I wanted to like, you know, tour but, the world and all stuff. I don't know. But I think as you mature, you, you kind of grow into knowing better and, and wanting more. Because when you're a child, it's just, I want to be a star. I want to sing. I want to, you know. I want to be in lights and I just want to travel and have fun, whatever. But, you know, now you get it and you, I'm pretty sure you're more savvy, more business savvy. So, yeah. you know, it's a business for you now. Right? It is. It is. You're a businesswoman. You got your own I, label. Yes. You write. Yeah. You get placements. Yes. You're working. Hence, hence the title of this, this show that I put on YouTube. It's, uh, you know, music more than fame. And by the way, she says hi. He's in the comments <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So, um, you're you're you know you're 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 a business now. So now you get it. You understand it. So so okay. So for now, now that you're writing more now, and you know you start writing at 23, do you value the? I don't want to say value, but do you get more enjoyment out of the writing? For sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Because as soon as I started writing then it's not about, I'm not interpreting somebody else's feelings and emotions, which I know I can do that and that's good and well and fine. But yeah, it was more fun and it's more therapeutic to talk about my own things. Um, like actually the first song that I wrote was right after a friend from high school died. Oh. Um, I mean, we were out of high school, we were 23, but he passed away suddenly and I was um, you know, obviously moved by that and, and sad. And so I, I wrote about it and wrote this song that I sent to his father and, um, and that kind of got the ball rolling. And then, yeah. And then like when my dad passed away, I used that as a tool, for a coping mechanism. And I wrote a lot and I actually wrote a wait, lot of happy. Wait, 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 hold on. I'm sorry. Your dad passed away? 
Yes, in 2008, yeah. Oh, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. I did not know that. Did you ever meet my dad? Yeah, I met your dad. You did? Yeah, um, several times. He was yeah. always bringing you to the city. Yes, I know, which, when I think about that now, I mean, I do a lot of driving, but he would drive seven hours. He would drive all the way from Belfast, Maine to New York City, drop me off at the studio, maybe spend, what, 10, 15 minutes, minutes in there. With all these people that he barely knew that were just like, Yeah, I'm gonna make your daughter a star, and then turn around and drive all the way home in the same day. Yeah, that was just God, though. That was just God, you know. You wouldn't do that these days in this day and time, you wouldn't do that now, but yeah, that was just God. But it, I mean, it, it did something for you, it made a difference, in, you know, in who you are and who you became. It did, absolutely, yeah. So what about instruments? Do you play any instruments? Yeah, so I've always played piano. I grew up around the piano, played by ear from the time I was five, probably, is when I started playing. Um, so I still do that, and that's obviously a great tool to use when I'm writing. Um, and I play a little bit of guitar and ukulele, but I mostly just play the piano. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you, how does uh, being able to play an instrument enhance your writing capability? Oh, I'm immensely because, yeah, I, I, I tend when I'm writing, I hear, um, I hear the music first. Like I, I'm not someone who writes lyrics and then goes and tries to figure out how to turn it into a song. The music always comes first for me. I'll hear like, yeah, melodies, but honestly I hear like full production usually. Like I'll hear, I hear the bass line usually first or, or if it's a piano thing, I'll hear piano, but it kind of downloads all at once and then I have to run to the piano and and do a voice note and record it and then I go now that well, well we can get to that but um well anyway whatever I'll, I'm gonna go now I was just gonna say <laughs> that's why I eventually got into producing as okay. well because I always had a really clear idea of what I was hearing and I just assumed I don't know I guess I just assumed that like Surely I wouldn't be good at that, so I never did it, and I just let other people do it. Right. But I had a lot of opinions in the studio, <laughs> <laughs> and I know a lot of producers that worked with me were like, okay, "Yeah, no, I got it, I got it." I was like, "Well, maybe what if the horn did this?" Or you know, I had I, I heard it, so eventually I took um, it all into my own hands and just started playing around. And I never, um, I, I mean, I still don't feel like I'm very good at it by any means, but. I, I guess I'm good enough to have been able to, my Oliana project, I did that first, or the only album that I put out, full length album, I did that all 100%. So, oh, wow. That's kind of Who something I do. <laughs> well, you should listen to it. You'll be like, no, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would. I'm going to check it out. I'll check it out for sure. And for you guys who are watching, if you want to listen to any of her music, and we're going to talk about these personalities you have too, because she's not just one artist. Yeah. Three. Three in one. You get three in one with her. But all the links are in the description. You can check all our projects out on Spotify, Apple Music, and it's three different entities. And she's going to talk about that. But before we talk about that, I want to double back real quick. And can you tell people the importance of being able to write your own music that you perform as far as the feeling and all that. And then um, ownership. The people in business, we, you know, everybody, okay, nowadays everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to talk ownership. I own this, I run this, I'm my own boss. But if you don't own it, you really don't have the power 
to do what you want to do with it. So, but when people think music, they don't think ownership, especially these young people. Oh, young people, especially people who are younger and don't really get it yet. They don't think ownership when it comes to music. They just know that they want to do a song, make a hit, get a deal, travel, get money. But ownership in music is the writing, is the producing, is the key. Can you speak on that, please? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, the, the most basic way to say it is uh, if you own your publishing and your song gets used somewhere, or if your song is on the radio or something, you're you're going to generate more income from that because you own a larger percentage, right? So that's just the, the basic part of it. And then in terms of like the master, the recording part of it, if you were to sign a record deal, the record label owns most of the master. So you're not really, I mean, you do, deals are different. They all are worked out differently, but you know, you get a little bit of the master, but really, if you're a touring artist, if you don't write your songs and you're signed to a label, you're probably making most of your money from touring. Touring, yeah. You're a slave now because you have to perform yeah. to get paid right. pretty much. Right. Of course, nowadays there's a lot of artists. If you're a big name artist you and you have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You just you have some weight in the room, right? So you could take a song that you didn't even write, but you could take publishing on it. A lot of artists do that nowadays because – they can because someone who's a small writer who doesn't have a lot to their name will say, well, yeah, sure. I'll let Beyonce cut my song, even though she, even if she wants to take 50% of the publishing because it's Beyonce. Right. And you know, so. And they, and they want the opportunity. Yeah. So it's, it's really tricky business wise because it all depends on the circumstance that you're in. Um, like if I was signed to a publishing deal right now, you, you know, the publisher would be getting 50% of my publishing, but right. if I didn't already have connections and couldn't, uh, I didn't know producers or people to get into the studio with, if I was just starting out, that would be worth me giving that up because that company would then, they have all the connections. So they would be connecting to people and, and it would make sense. So when I first started out, I did have a publishing deal, right. but then eventually once I had met enough people and had established enough relationships when my publishing deal was up, I opted to not re-sign right. um, because I just wanted to see what would happen if I built up my catalog, meaning like, I guess in my mind I was shooting for the stars. So I thought, well, what if I write a hit song um, for some big name artist and it gets on the radio and I own my publishing. Now I'm in a position where years down the road, once that's accumulated enough income, I could decide to sell off my publishing to a company. Right. And make bank like people do that. So, so I went for that. <laughs> so I went for that. And then when I started writing my own songs and working in the music licensing um, side of things, I, I wasn't intending to do that. But once I did start to go that way, it was a huge benefit for me to own my publishing because now clients and companies that are looking for music, they don't have to go through a publishing company to get to me. They only have to go to my licensing um, representative. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So that just makes it makes everything easier. And the fact that I own my masters now, if I get a song on a commercial and my songs on Spotify and I get, you know, like the, I only have one that's um, that's pretty high. And it's like, I mean, it's not even that high comparatively speaking to big artists, but it's four and a half million, which for me is really high. Yeah. And um, what song is that? Know. so people can go pump them numbers up. Oh, it's called Get That. Get That. And which artist? Rayel. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah. So you guys go pump that. Rayel, the link to below. Get that. Get those numbers up for her. Get that? Get that? 
D-A-P, okay. Um, yeah, go listen to everything. It's good, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, okay, so let me ask you this, and we're not going to dive too deep into this, but publishing, do you do you have your own publishing company or you do not publish it at all and you just let the licensing company handle that and you just copyright everything? Yeah, I have my own publishing company. So everybody, like, once you sign up with, you know, uh, like ASCAP or BMI or whatever, you have your own publishing company name. So I have mine that's Eleanor Ray Publishing. And... Um, and then Secret Road, the company that represents me for music licensing, they basically, they administered that publishing company for me. Okay, got you. Okay. They negotiate everything on my behalf. They collect everything for me and they take a percentage to do that. But it's still, you know, again, it's one of those things. It's worth it for what they do for me. They do everything for me, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean music. And yeah, all the placements you get, I mean, yeah, they're, they're worth it. <laughs> That is all them. They are very, very good and they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for a lot of years. And I eventually started to learn, you know, just from doing it for however many years. I mean, my first placement on TV was in 2008 with a Target commercial under my Lindsay Ray name. I remember that. Um, yeah. And like, that was yeah. huge for me. That was right when I moved to LA from the small town that I lived in, in Maine, that was a, it felt, that was a big deal for me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. That's 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 been a minute too. Yeah, that was well. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I just started learning like what it was that made something licensable, and um, which changes over time because trends change. If you're paying attention to commercials, you know, years ago it was like cutesy singer songwriter stuff. So I, I that's what I made, and then eventually it became kind of more like punk rock, which is what I did with that band Farmdale that I was in with my ex. Right. Right. And then, and then it kind of got a little more hip hop and the, or, or just more, I don't even know if it's hip hop, but it's like a little, uh, yeah, it's a little more poppy, urban, like yeah. dancey. Yeah. And that's where Rayelle and Aliena came to be because I, I just started making music that fit the style and the trends. Yeah. Yeah. For business. It's a business decision pretty much. It was, but also, it was also, I wanted to have fun and it just made it more fun because creatively I got to try something new that I hadn't done before and I get bored really easily. <laughs> I could tell with three entities. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I might be getting bored. I don't know. I might create a new one. <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> so for, so for somebody watching who's a writer and they're like, oh my God, that sounds cool. But how do I do that? How do I get a licensing deal? How do I get in touch with these licensing companies? And most of all, speak on how to become a better writer to get those opportunities. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, becoming a better writer, I think collaborating in the beginning is a good way because you learn from all the people that you collaborate with. You learn just different styles and approaches and, and you start to kind of have all these different tools that you can bring right. with along the way. Um, paying attention to what's working, what's on the radio what's currently on commercials and TV shows and things, you know, I just, I guess I'm kind of a, um, a researcher a little bit by nature. So I tend to just pay attention. And usually when I hear something that I really like, mm -hmm. I don't go like, Oh, I really like that. I'm like, mm, I could have done that. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to kind of see if I can do my own version of it. And right. of course not ripping it off or anything, but like just trying like, well, I want to see what it's like if I do something that's a more urban hip hop beat or what, you know, just yeah. stuff out, know, so. because you keep challenging yourself and that's what a writer should do. That's what a performer should do. Just keep challenging yourself to get better. 
Well, and just staying inspired because yeah. I honestly think you can tell when something sounds like it was coming from inspiration or not. If people are just doing something, because a lot of people, I will tell you this, a lot of people who think they want to write and be in music licensing, they hear commercials and they hear a simple lyric and they think, oh, I could write that. And then they write a really simple, silly, cheesy song that like isn't, it's like, yeah, it's really simple and maybe it's happy, but do you want to listen to it? Right. <laughs> like you, you still have to make something that you're like, all right, I could, I could, I can get down to this. And I'll be honest, I certainly have written a lot of songs and I definitely have written some that I like more than others. <laughs> uh, yeah, as everybody. Parts of the wall, you just try and you do one and then you are like, that wasn't, I didn't love that. And then you move on and you do another one. You just keep yeah. going and just keep evolving and stay excited, I guess, which is, I don't know, that's kind of hard to say, but I do feel like that's part of it. You just got to stay inspired and remember why you're doing it why you started in the first place right like making music to make money are you making music because you can't not make music so you know yeah so and that goes into another question because i was going to ask you um for just as advice what are all the ways or more ways because you got licensing right I'm talking about, okay, music is more than fame. Are you doing music to feed your family, to provide for yourself, and because you love to do it? Or do you just want fame? Do you just want to leave the you know, get money, act a fool, you know? Like, there are ways, because it doesn't have to be that. Like, I think people think it has to be that, and I'm pretty sure they have a desire to be that. But they have to know that it's more to it than that. Like you can make money, you can make a good living just licensing the music, writing for the artists. You know, you could be yeah. a regional act and just perform all over the region and and make good. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think I well, I think that the the trick with it is that a lot of it, it's your definition of success, right? So a lot of people think fame equals success. Yeah. And maybe to somebody it does. And maybe when I was younger, I would have thought that same thing. But for me, being a mature woman now, (laughs) what really fulfills my soul and makes me happy is just I like making music. I want to be able to do this for a living. I want to be able to pay my bills making music. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to sacrifice enjoying it. I don't want to just write music that I don't like to pay my bills. But I also don't really care about being famous. I don't care about getting a record deal. I just I just want to have fun. And I've found this sweet spot right now where I'm able to do that. I'm able to have fun and and make whatever I want. And make a living do it and doing it. And I um that sounds so like I, I know I'm like, I guess is what I'm saying. Like that just sounds so well I'm doing exactly what I want. Like, <laughs> but I am and I'm really grateful for it, is all I'm saying. Wrong it, took, with that. <laughs> it took a long time to get there. But yeah, I think intention is everything. Just yeah. your intention behind everything matters a lot. And you're a shallow intention is not going to fulfill you at the end of the day. Absolutely. It's just not. Absolutely. Here's a question for you that I'm pretty sure a lot of people want answered. How do you overcome writer's block? 
well, you kind of just have to write through it. Or if you show up, you have to kind of like write a crappy song in order to get to a better one. So sometimes you just have to keep writing and just don't beat yourself up about something that's not great. So that's one way to do it. And another, like sometimes I... I sit down and I, you know, you, you plan out that you're, or like a session, I'll be, I'll be set up to go write with somebody and that starts at 11 and you show up and you're like, all right. <laughs> Nothing. And if it doesn't come, you, you just, you really, I've learned that you really can't force it. If it doesn't come fairly, not that sometimes, I mean, you do have to work on it sometimes, but if it doesn't, if nothing comes to you and you've been sitting there for two hours, just call it, just walk away. It's okay. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. It'll be there. Yeah. And I found that for me, because I, I'm stubborn, I really don't like being told what to do. And I don't like things that I don't like scheduling my creativity. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. So I find that I get most of my inspiration. I'll be in the shower or I'll be cleaning my house. I'll be doing something else other than actively planning on writing. Yeah. And a song will pop into my head and then I run to the piano. And those tend to be my more successful songs. And I think it's because they're they're genuine. I don't know where they come from. Honestly, I feel like they come from God. I really do. Because I don't even feel like I have anything to do with it half the time. It just comes through me. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, for me, when I used to write, the inspiration came like wee hours of the morning. When everything was quiet, I was just hanging out with myself. And then these it would just start flowing to me as if someone's just speaking it to me. Like the whole entire verse, it would just... You know, within minutes, I had the whole thing. And I mean, it was just like the most organic thing that could ever happen to me. And that's just what it was. And like you said, sometimes you just got to get away, get outside the music, go do other things and experience new things. And then it'll just all boom. There it is. And like you said, no time. You can't have like time it and you can't have time restraints. Like someone you can't be like, oh, my God, I got to finish this by four. Like that doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah. You just have to let it, it's, it kind of has its own life and you just, you gotta, you gotta dance with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's get a little vain. Oh, we didn't speak about what well, we did. We kind of went into Rael and Aliana. Aliana, Ali. How do you say Aliana. Yes. No, no. Listen, when I came up with that, I thought it was so obvious, but nobody, people get very confused. Yeah, they do. I mean, I thought Aliana, but so Let's okay. Let, let's get vain here. I want no. to talk about placements. Can you name some of the bigger name placements that you've gotten? I want to know if you know how many placements you have, and then can you please tell us the difference between Lindsey Ray, Rayel, and Aliana? Okay. <laughs> don't know how many placements. Okay. A lot. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. A lot. Um. Yes, I've been very fortunate. Um, <laughs> Some of the bigger ones, I guess. I mean, the commercials to me always feel kind of bigger in some way. It's not even that they're necessarily always more money. It's just I don't know. There's something about a commercial and and like or watching TV and then it comes on and I'm like, oh, that's no, me. <laughs> um, so those have been, you know, Samsung, T-Mobile, Applebee's, McDonald's, Xbox, Lexus. Uh, I don't know. Um, A lot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then like a lot of, you know, TV shows and things this, this past year, this past fall, Grey's Anatomy, that was big because I wanted that for so long. Really? 
Season 16. Nailed it. Finally, season 16. Oh, my God. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> so long. Yes, thank you. <laughs> But really, for years, I just, I, I mean, I have wanted a Grey's Anatomy placement since probably 2008. So yeah, I had to be patient. Wow. But it happened eventually. That's cool. Um, cool. But yeah, last year was last year was my biggest year uh, because I had Samsung internationally with my with both my Rayel and Oliana projects, and that just that blew my mind. That was. A lot to process because, <laughs> because at first it happened and it was it was Rayel and that alone I was like oh my gosh they're introducing their new phone with a song I had written two years before that I thought was a dud I uh, swear to God oh. I thought that song was never nothing ever really happened with it so I was like oh, I guess I missed the mark on that one and then it came around and all of a sudden it's that's the get that song that was a song that became um, an international thing yeah yeah yeah. And and then, like a month later, they used Oliana in another Samsung thing. And I don't, I, I, well, it's going to be out there now if they watch this. I didn't know if Samsung knew that I was both people. Really? I'm not sure. Oh, well, you know, I guess they might have not known because they're going through your licensing company, right? And I'm pretty sure there's a catalog of songs and that's what they present and they choose. Yeah, them. and they, you know, and I try to style myself differently for them and they look differently. So to answer your question, what the difference is, so Lindsay Ray is 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 me as who, hi, who I am right now. Um, it's I'm my just normal self, I guess. And then Rayel started, it, it was a little more rock okay. at first. Uh, but it's sort of it's evolved and now it's kind of dancey and pop rock and even like recently some of the stuff that I'm about to be releasing for Rayel this year is a lot more soulful. It's actually a little bit going back to my roots. My yeah, soul. that's what I remember. Yeah. So hit me up and let me know when that's coming out for sure. I mean, I'll see it on the gram, I'm sure, but yeah. I'm bringing that back. And then Oliana started because I like I said I just wanted to start producing and see what I could do. And I didn't really necessarily plan on what the sound was going to be. The sound is literally the sound of my limitations as a producer. <laughs> so it just, I didn't really, you know, I don't play bass. I didn't, so I just, I kind of built all these beats and then I started just, I don't know, like I, I, it's kind of rapping. It's kind of singing sometimes and, or I don't even really know what to call it, but I did that and I turned it into the company that I'm with and they really liked it and said, we don't have anything like this. Can you do more? Oh, and so wow. I, just, I just did a bunch of it. That's cool. Yeah. And then it started getting, it started getting used. Like the first placement I had for Aliana that was huge for me um, was HBO promos for the show Insecure. Oh, wow. So the first three seasons of Insecure, their promos were, um, they used like three different songs of mine, of Aliana songs. That's big, man. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, she has a lot. You've heard her. You don't know that you've heard her, but you've heard her. She has a lot, a whole lot, and she's gonna continue to get more. Okay. Yes. The ultimate question. Yes. How? I know you said you don't care about the fame, but how? Is there a like a desire in you to be like, I want a record deal. I want to perform. I want to travel and just give more of myself to the people by being they're on stage and you know performing every night like how, how much do you sometimes, want that i mean sometimes yeah i'll be honest it's uh but it's not i don't necessarily think about it in terms of i want a record deal it's more that like now that i've that my music has reached 
a lot of different countries. I'll, I'll get messages from people let in me, the UK or. Sorry to cut you. Let me say this. Let's let, throw the record deal out because nowadays you don't need that. You can do it all by yourself, honestly, with technology in the digital age. So you don't need that. But how much do you want to perform and travel the world and all that? I do still want to do that. I do. I go back and forth a lot. Sometimes I want it a lot and get sort of uh, overwhelmed by like, how am I going to go for that? Because that's the one thing that I've never really done. And I'm not totally sure how to do it because the thing is, it does help to have a record label when you do that because they're the ones that are initially putting up your tour support, you know? Like, yes, you then go out and earn the money and hopefully eventually are in the clear. But when you're someone like me and you're independent, it's – you – and you don't have, I don't have a booking agent. So all of those things, like it would take, I would have to like really put some effort into that to go for that. I'm not saying that I couldn't. It's just that I haven't been, I guess I haven't wanted it enough to necessarily go after it that hard yet. But I, with that said, I do in the last year, I performed a couple of times and I hadn't done it for a lot of years. And every time I was on stage last year, I remembered that I do really like it. <laughs> I know you like it. I do. Could you not? It's a, eh, come on. That's like the best feeling. When you're an artist, that's like the best feeling. And just, you know, getting that energy coming from the people and you giving it back, like, you know you want that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You just have to be reminded, though, because you're, you know, you're writing and you're you're doing other thing and you're kind of in a bubble and you just kind of got to break out of that. You know, you stay somewhere too long. It gets comfortable. And I'm not saying you're comfortable, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's uncharted waters now the stage, but yeah. when you get back up there, you're like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. No, you're totally right. Well, and the other thing is too, that when I first started those projects, Rael and Aliena, I didn't start them with the intention of going and touring this music. I was just make, I was just having fun right. and putting it out. And I was like, I mean, you can tell if you look at the album artwork, <laughs> I made the album artwork for my Get That single because I put it out in 2017 and I was like, no one's going to hear this. It doesn't matter. I'll just whip this up real quick. It's like a kindergartner made it. It's really bad. Hey, but it's artistic, right? Yeah, I guess. It works. So I did on my YouTube the other day and they were like, I'm a graphic designer. This is like, they were, they were mortified. <laughs> or horrified, not mortified, but I was mortified. Anyway, that's neither here. Know. You just told on yourself. They don't know. You could have meant to do that. I mean, have you seen some of the stuff that's been put out? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, no, and I did have that videos. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a $5 budget video, and it's, like, blowing up. Yeah, no, you're right. So, yeah, no, that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. You did that on purpose. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. I ain't going to keep you too long, but it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure interviewing you and catching up. Uh, Yes, yeah, so good to catch up. Thank you for having me. Yes, no, no doubt, no doubt. And I'll do like a um, end of year kind of wrap up thing. I'll probably have you back on at the end of the year, see what you're doing, see where you're at, see how much sure. you got, see if you've traveled the world yet. You know, just kind of catch up with you. Yes, and anybody that's watching or listening to, you can find me on Instagram. Any of my any version of me. <laughs> questions? If I didn't answer anything thoroughly, because I can get a little chatty, I'll admit that. Um, I'm happy to, you know, answer more questions for people. One question, one question. Let's, let's, okay, answer this thoroughly. What's the proper way to kind of get in touch with a licensing company and try to get your music licensed and put out there? 
Oh, that's a good question. So for me, I Secret Road came to me um, back in 2013 or so. Um, but I will say that I know people there are like you can Google licensing companies and, and start to find them. And, and most of them have on their website. There will be a section that will tell you how to submit to that company. It's different for every company, probably. But just follow the submission. And, um, you know, you probably send in like three or four songs and they'll review it and then they'll get back to you if they want to. But there's also companies like I've heard of Taxi. I know some people use that. Yeah, um, been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I know, I mean, I've never used that, but I know some people have. Um, but I would just, you know, I would honestly, I would just Google music licensing companies if you're really passionate about it and submit to all of them. Okay. Cool. Can't go wrong there. It's kind of like acting. You got to submit headshots to the agents and get back with you and all that. But cool. All right. And Sorry, wait, one more, one more thing right. I just thought of. Also, if you know somebody or are already connected to somebody who is at a licensing company already, write with them and, and write something with them. And if you write something good with them, now the company knows who you are and, yeah. and you can start a conversation. Yeah, that's key. <laughs> well, Network. Yes, networking is key, always. Well, I thank you for your conversation. You're welcome. A, a great conversationalist. And a great interviewee, right? Yeah, you were your interviewee, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you coming on and you drop gems that people can grow from. Uh, and that's what it's about. We just want to drop gems, give people the knowledge, be transparent. There's a lot of people out here that just don't know how to do something. They just don't, you know. And a lot of people won't tell them. So you've told yeah. them, you've told them, you know, enough. Yeah. Uh, they can run with it. Well, I appreciate you. I'm gonna wrap this thing up. We're gonna end this off with a little medley of your music. All right. Oh. So medley will ride out to that. And we'll see you next time. Episode six, guys. Tune in. We'll have Iron Dog Jim. Brick and mortar businesses, how to run one, how to own one, how to do your thing, how to get fit. We just had fitness. We had Janelle on here, but we're gonna talk fitness again because he's he's running a brick and mortar business. So Lindsay, I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you guys, make yeah. sure you go follow her on Instagram. Rayel Aliana. Lindsay Ray Ray Blue is her tag. Um, follow me. Cool card. You know where to find me. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you got some gems from this. Take it back to other people by sharing, hitting the share button. And you can hit that bell, the notification bell, so you know when I'm on again. All right? And we out. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.